What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you all so much for listening. This week it is episode 83, milestone episode. It, it's No, it's not, but whatever. It's 83, and we are talking Super Punch-Out for the Super Nintendo, which is a fucking super game. I know I say it every week, uh, and some of you make fun of me for it, and I get it, and it's fine. Uh, I say every week, this is like one of my favorite games, but this really is like a contender for my top 10 list of favorite games of all time. Super Punch-Out, I owned it as a kid. It was absolutely, it's one of my comfort food games. Right there, like literally like a 1B to Super Mario World's 1A as long as like as far as my absolute comfort food games go. I fucking love it. And it's one of the few games that I'm actually decent at too. Uh, And I'll tell you guys all about that in a few minutes. My buddy Chris is here. He is uh, from episode one fame. Uh, he is going to help me tell you guys about it. It took us about 70 episodes longer than it should have to get to Super Punch-Out, but it's here, and we're going to talk about boxing Lucha Libre wrestlers, old men, and this John Wayne Gacy-inspired creep fucking clown in just a few minutes. And before I get to that, you guys know I'm going to ramble a little bit, and if you really don't want to listen to that, look in the description. There'll be a timestamp to tell you what to skip to to just hear us talk about boxing. I suggest you hang around, though, because I got some fun stuff to talk about, and before I get to any of that, I'm going to thank some people that made this possible. You beloved, sexy, gorgeous, beautiful Patreons that support our show. I want to give some shout-outs to all of our Patreons. Uh, Normally, this is where I would also say congratulations to so-and-so for winning our prize jaw. Uh, I haven't had a chance to do it yet. As this episode goes live on Wednesday the 12th, I will be recording the prize jaw on Wednesday the 12th. It'll probably go live later in the day. So uh, congratulations to one of you. Uh, I hope that you enjoy your prize. And a massive shout-out to everyone supporting our show, which includes, in no particular order except alphabetically, Andre and... Andy Baker, Aiden Irvin, Ben Drinkin, Bradley McHugh, Chris Taco Shirt. I don't know how to say your last name, Chris, but you know who you are. Uh, Christopher Sumner, Daniel Brooks, Dave, Dave McGinnis. We have two Daves now. So one is Dave, one is Dave McGinnis. James Clark, Jason Adams, Jeffrey Mathis, Joe Buck, Joe Gillespie, John Taylor, Josh from Press Start to Join. Check out their podcast. Casey from Keegan, Mark McHugh, Michael Mathis, Nathan Nitchell, Robert Lippa, Rome21, I hope I said that right, Ben and Shaley, Sharonic, Thomas Christian, <laughs> Tinky Winky Haha86, I fucking know who you are, stop changing your fucking name. Todd and Tyler. You guys, thank you all so much for supporting the show. If you're thinking, man, that list sounded a little bit longer, that's because the list is getting a little bit longer because more and more people are getting on board with supporting the podcast. And if you want to get on board, patreon.com slash remember the game. It's only two bucks a month. I'll give you a shout out just like I did for all of them. You're going to get extra episodes of the podcast, the podcast, including Shovel Knight that just went live uh, two days ago. And you're going to get entered into a prize draw every month to win 25% of our Patreon on income which as more people sign up is going to get into a bigger and bigger and bigger prize so yeah patreon.com slash remember the game two bucks a month there's your plug there's your shout outs thank you all so much uh for supporting the show uh let's get into a little bit more rambling before i get into i got some stuff i want to talk about somebody asked me uh the other day why i don't cover atari games on the podcast we are over we're what we're 83 episodes in and there's never been anything older than the nes i've never talked to tari or any of that stuff uh the long and short of it is i didn't play them i i I'm, i was born in 83 uh so i got my hands i do not like i legitimately 
do not remember a time in my life where I didn't have my NES. Like, I don't know what year we actually got it, but I don't ever remember not having it. Uh, and I've had them ever since. But I didn't play anything before that. So, I mean, I guess I could pick up like one of the classic consoles, like the Atari or the ColecoVision or something and play it. But like, is there a market for those games on here? Like, is that something you guys want to hear about? Do you want Atari games? Because I'll be honest with you. Another reason they're not on here is because there's just... Like there's a, there's not a lot of meat on the fucking bone of Pitfall or ET. Like I've got no childhood memories of playing it. I've got no cool stories to tell. The games aren't usually that good. They're not that long. As it is, sometimes when we get into like some old NES games or Game Boy or Sega, like even Super Nintendo, like there's just some of those retro games. There's not a lot to talk about, and it would be infinitely worse fucking when we went to Atari. So uh, I guess if you guys if you guys are interested in that, please let me know. Um, cause if there's enough interest, then yeah, I'll go out and find a way to play some of those games and, and talk about them. Uh, there's not going to be long episodes or probably not very good episodes. That's all. Um, and as it is, you know, I worry about the quality of the episodes when it's not a game, uh, that I didn't, when it's a game I didn't grow up playing, you know, and nobody's complained yet, <clears throat> which blows me away. Like I, I wanted to point, I made a note here on my list of notes to point this out. Like the internet is a goddamn toxic hole of shit right we've we all know that it's just it's hate and people hate on each other and everything um outside of one person once reaching out saying they weren't and they weren't even rude about it at all like i had no beef with it one person reached out and said i'm not going to listen to the podcast anymore because you're too mean uh to playstation which i i don't really think i am but whatever that's fine that's his prerogative he was nice about it um other than that like you guys are so nice i don't get hate i don't get people reaching out being like your show sucks we don't have a single non-five star review on any of the review things and stuff like that so um thank you all for not being assholes um and the point i was going to make is that i don't get complaints about the episodes where i didn't grow up playing the game because i do feel like they're not lacking what i try to do when it's a game that i've recently played for the first time to talk about on the show is i try to get a guest who grew up with it and then they're going to kind of pick up the slack you know and we've done that quite a few times and we will continue to do so as we run out of the games that i played as a kid And there's still a lot of games that i played as a kid like we're not going to run out anytime soon but uh i do worry about that because nostalgia is a fucking huge thing you know and when i play these games that i've never played before that you guys want me to talk about on the show uh, a lot of the time I blow through them on easy mode or I use save states, you know, or something like that to get through them faster. Um, and that's for a couple of reasons. First off is I just don't have enough fucking time to dig through all these games and put the time into them that like it would take to play them on hard or, or, you know, to get the full experience. I just, I need to know enough about it to do a little bit of homework and then come on the show and share my thoughts with someone that grew up loving it. That's what I'm trying to do. Every episode, I want somebody that grew up playing the game uh, to carry that nostalgic aspect of it for the nostalgic people listening um and the thing is is like dude some of those games retro games fucking try your patience man they just do right like it's there's a huge difference in how you enjoy a game between being a kid and being patient because this was the only game you have until next christmas so you'd better learn to be good at it and playing it now for the first time like i'm soft and I admit that I'm a retro gamer. I love my old school games. I, I I talk about how I'm proud of the fact that I can beat Mega Man and I can beat Contra and I can beat these old fucking challenging games and stuff like that. But I'm also, I've gone soft as, as I'm 36 coming up on 37. Like I, I like my checkpoints every 12 seconds. I like my save states. I like continuing right where I died. I don't, I don't want to fucking get game over and have to start the game all over again anymore, you know? And like I said, nostalgia... That's a strong drug, man. 
right? Like we all have games that we just loved when we were kids that we all know now just aren't that good, right? But it was the only game you owned, so you played the shit out of it and you loved it as a kid and now you've got those rose-colored glasses. I have them, Bart versus the Space Mutants, which I have a Let's Play of. You can see over at youtube.com slash remember the game, uh, which I finished. And Ghostbusters on the NES, I fucking wish I finished for the first time not long ago. I love both those games, but I know they both suck. I just grew up playing them. If I played those for the first time now, it would be very hard for me to come on this podcast and not just fucking roast them, right? But I've got nostalgia for them, right? And there's other games that I'm like, we're gonna, we're doing. We, uh, I don't, I don't usually drop too many hints on games we have upcoming. But I'm telling you right now, there's an episode upcoming about Echo the Dolphin, and I don't have nostalgic memories of that game. And I've tried playing it for the first, like for the real. I played it a little bit as a kid, but I first really tried playing it over the last uh, month or so on my Sega Genesis Classic, and I'm gonna rip that game a new ass. Because I don't have nostalgia for it. So I don't have those. Without rose-colored glasses, a lot of those games have not aged that well. Right? So just the point I'm trying to make is I get worried about the quality of the episodes when I don't have the rose-colored glasses. And then nobody seems to be bitching about it yet. And if you do start to hate them, let me know. I always try to find someone that's got that nostalgia. Because I know a lot of you guys do. Right? Just because I didn't play fucking, I don't know, uh, Parasite Eve growing up doesn't mean that Someone listening to this right now didn't you? Someone listening to this right now probably just went like, "Oh fuck, I love Parasite Eve." Like I, 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 I could play it now and be like, "This fuck, it sucks," but it's it's different if you if you've got that twenty years of seasoning on it, right? So, and also quickly that said, I think games deserve more credit than they get when they're twenty plus years old. You can pick them up and have no nostalgic ties and enjoy them, right? Like I have a few games that I've played for the, just for the podcast that I've never played before or at least never played seriously before that I've enjoyed as much as a brand new AAA title that comes out today. And a few of those, I mean, obviously there's the Marios and stuff and the Zeldas and, and that kind of shit, but I played all those growing up. A few of them that have popped into my head that I've played specifically for this podcast and absolutely fallen in love with are the early Resident Evil games. Uh, Shining Force, Shinobi 3, like the Sega Genesis is really fucking really, really climbed the rankings of my all-time system list since I started this show. Banjo-Kazooie, and you guys know I'm critical of the Nintendo 64, but Banjo-Kazooie, I played it for the first time right before our episode that we did here on the show, and I fucking loved all those games. They were this as, as much fun as a game that came out like as a Last of Us or a fucking... Uh, a Red Dead Redemption or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, and that is a ton of credit to those games that have aged well and have stood the test of time and is fun to play today and they're not broken control-wise or anything. They're as fun to play today as they were back then. Like to me, that's gaming. That's what gaming is. It doesn't matter if it's a, if it's 1080p, 7 by 12, so many Jeff frames per minute, whatever. It matters if it's fun. Right. That's like and I think a lot of retro gamers feel that way. You see a lot of kids today going on about how that game's not two fucking 70 frames per second and it's not 17 by 12 or whatever the fuck does. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know the stats. Uh, so they, they don't even give it a chance. And it's like, what are you talking about? It should matter if it's fun. That's always, 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 always going to be the biggest slice of my video game grading pie. It's going to be, was it fun? 75% of my opinion of a game is, was it fun? And then if it's got cool graphics or cool sound or a gimmick or something like that, bonus. That's badass, right? But it's got to be fun. That's what matters to me at the end of the day. And uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know what kind of rant this was supposed to be, but just massive shout out to Retro Games 
that play as well today as they did when they came out because that's a fucking hard thing to do. And there's games we're playing right now, right now on the Xbox One, the PS4, the Nintendo Switch that we all love that in 20 years are going to seem archaic and not good. They, there just is. And there's always been those games. But there are also games that are coming out now that are going to stand the test of time that are going to be as fucking good in 20 years as they are right now. And to me, if I was creating a game, that was that would be the legacy I want. I wouldn't want to be revolutionary for the time. I would want to be an all-time classic. Boom. Done. That was good. All right. That felt good. Speaking of fun, uh, I've been having fun playing a couple of games over the last week. And I'm going to tell you guys what games those are right after this. Hey geeks, I love video games, and I also love pro wrestling. And after hyping it up for about a year and a half now, my new wrestling podcast is here. Wrestling with Wrestling. It looks at the workings of WWE, NXT, AEW, and whatever else I want from the world of the squared circle. Give it a shot. Search for Adam Blank Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WWWrestlingPod. P-O-D. We'll follow you back. Check it out. So what have I been playing over the last seven days? You're probably asking yourself, or maybe the last two days, if you've listened to the Patreon episode that came out on Monday. Uh, Primarily Witcher 3. On my Nintendo Switch, I've been on the road of, oh, so much for comedy. The last, like, it's been probably the busiest stretch I've ever had the last uh, few weeks in comedy, or at least the busiest in quite a long time. And the fact that I can take my Nintendo Switch with me anywhere and play a game as big and deep and full as Witcher 3 blows me away. Fucking blows me away. And like, getting back quickly to the frames per graphics conversation, all that kind of stuff that I was having right before the ad there. Um, I don't understand people that complain about the the frames per second or pop in or anything on this Nintendo Switch version. Even docked. Like some people, like they rewatch the reviews and they're like, well, if it's docked, it's not very good. Don't play it. Do- I've been playing it docked and I've had a great time. And playing it portable, I've had a great time. It's really good. I mean, I'm sure like I've got, like I could I could download it on my Xbox One right now on Game Pass and play it. And I guarantee you it would look infinitely better than the Nintendo Switch version. But at the end of the day, I'm not playing it because it looks good. I'm playing it because it's fun. And it is so fun. It's just, it's so big though. Witcher 3 is so fucking, it's almost frustratingly big. Like I'm starting to just blow by some side quests because I want to get it done and see how the main story plays and, and put this thing to bed and move on to another game. But the side quests are so good. Like they're almost better than the main story. And it's just, games are too, like, are games too big today? It's, ah, fuck, maybe, right? There's something to be said about a nice little tight 10, 12, 15 hour game where you can 100% it in 15 hours and be done and it was really fun. It, yeah, there's something to be said about that. But having said that, Witcher 3 is uh, fantastic. It absolutely deserves its place on these greatest games of all time list. And everyone involved with getting that thing to run on the Nintendo Switch deserves a tip of the cap because it is sick and I'm loving it. Uh, and I've also been playing Resident Evil 3 on my PlayStation Classic. Uh, I always What I've been trying to do lately is rock between a modern game and a retro game at the same time. And the retro game primarily is something I'm playing for an episode of the podcast. And then I want to play one current game as well. And I'll save most of my thoughts on it for the inevitable episode uh, about Resident Evil 3 that we've got coming up. 
Uh, but it's pretty good. You know, I, I played in the first Resident Evil game I ever played was four. I loved it. I still do. That game is a fucking masterpiece. And I really liked five. I know some people didn't, but I thought it was dope. I thought six sucked. And then I went back and started playing one to three for the podcast here. And I'm really enjoying all of them. Like I'm a Resident Evil fan now. It's it feels good to say. Like it's I feel like it's one of the biggest franchises that I just never played was Resident Evil. And now I can be like, no, I'm a I'm an RE guy. They're fun. Uh, I haven't played seven. It looks too scary. I have not I have not played. I don't know if I'm going to. It just I struggle with scary games, and it looks fucking scary. So uh, that's really all I've been playing for the last seven days is Resident Evil 3 and The Witcher, and primarily just The Witcher because uh, I've been on the road. So that's what I've been playing last week. Uh, let's talk about what I was playing last millennium. Uh, that's no, that's a fucking that's a good line, uh, and that is Super Punch Out for the Super Nintendo episode eighty three of the show. Here, this game is the cat's pajamas. I think that's the saying. It's the I. It's I think it's better than the NES one, Mike Tyson's Punch Out, which we covered back in like episode thirty five. I think. Uh, and don't get me wrong, that game's phenomenal in its own right as well. But I feel like. Super Punch-Out to Mike Tyson's Punch-Out is Super Mario World to Mario 3. It's linked to the past, to the original Zelda, Super Metroid to Metroid. All those NES games are good, but the Super Nintendo just made them better. And that's how I feel about Super Punch-Out. Uh, I just think it's everything about it is improved. It's also beatable, which is a huge thing, right? I, I admit it during the show, but I can't beat Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. And frankly, I think if you can, you're a freak. Uh, I, I just, it's, that's, it's, I mean, good for you. That's fucking insane. Uh, I can't beat it, but I can sure as fuck beat Super Punch Out. I love this game. And so does my buddy Chris. And we're going to tell you why right after I cue some music. This game is on the Super Nintendo Classic. It's on Nintendo Online, on the Nintendo Switch. It is everywhere. It released originally in North America on September 14th, 1994. You should play it. And we are going to tell you why right now. Continuity air. Fucking Simpsons reference. Ah, fuck yeah. I love it when you're on the show. Uh, my pal Chris is back. You may remember him from such episodes as the historic episode number one and a whole bunch more uh, since then. How you doing, pal? It's good to be number one at something, finally. Yes, sir. Do, have you listened to that first episode? Yeah, I, it, I have again uh, a few times. I fucking hate it now. I'm like, no offense to you. Like, we well, both did fine. It's just it's so Simpsons sick. season one, episode one, right? Our that's, voices don't even sound right. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. As two Simpsons fans, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Maybe for episode 100, we'll re-record the Super Mario World episode and just give it the credit <laughs> it fucking deserves. Uh, but anyway, we've recorded lots of games on here. We just recorded an episode that's going to be coming down the road. Uh, but now we're recording the one that's going <laughs> that I know is going live this Wednesday coming up. And that is uh, the uh, Super Punch-Out for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, open, uh, initial thoughts of Super Punch-Out? Ah, ah, you caught me off guard here. Um, initial thoughts... Uh, it's perfect better and slightly not better than the first one all right i'll give you that there's now i will say like did you grow up with this game or did you or not because uh, you weren't a super nintendo kid no i wasn't like i, I remember playing mike tyson's punch out a lot more than this one okay now i think that's most people like i think a, like a, an overwhelming majority of people know mike tyson's punch out better than this one uh which is funny to me because i, I never owned mike tyson's punch out but this is the one i did own uh oh, wow 
and I and I'm and I know I'm in the minority here. Uh, this is a better game. This is a better game in every way except one from Mike Tyson's punch out. And I'll get into what that one is in a minute. Um, so obviously, you, play, you text me. The whole reason you and I are doing this is because you text me and we're like, I finally beat Nick Bruiser. Yeah. So I assume you beat him on your Switch. Yeah. Um, how'd that feel? Save states, man. <laughs> Dude, I want to do a Let's Play of, of Super Punch-Out so bad because it's one of like... I don't I don't say I'm good at a lot of video games, but this is one of the ones that I'm like, I'm good at this fucking game. Like, I could do it. I could do a fucking Let's Play of this game. Uh, Nick Bruiser is a fucking... He's a son of a bitch, though. He's, it doesn't seem like it should be so hard to knock him out, but it is. Oh, okay. So, like, now personally, uh, so like in the original Nintendo one, which like we've covered in the archives, you guys can go back and find it. Um, but uh, obviously, Mike Tyson is the fucking like the final boss, and he's like the hardest fucking guy in the history of the universe. Episode thirty-five, we covered the original Punch Out. Uh, in this one, it's Nick Bruiser, and his brother Rick is like the second. Boss. And it's almost like two final bosses. It's 1A, 1B. I, actually, yeah. pound for pound, I had more trouble with... It's Rick, right? You fight yeah. him first. Yeah. I've had more trouble with him. Thank you. Yes, you're right. That's exactly... Like, if you can... Like, I'm telling you, if you guys have ever gotten to Rick Bruiser and gotten stuck and then given up or whatever, if you can beat Rick, you can beat Nick. I'm telling you right now, Rick is the tougher of the two. Oh, Rick makes me swear, man. When he does that rumble and he, you're just sitting there shaking, you know what's coming because yeah. you can't move and then whack. Yeah, so to dodge head, yeah, like he does this move where he jumps in the air and then he comes swinging down with this big punch and you shake and then he follows it up like a big uppercut. You have to dodge left at like the last second so that you hang over long enough that when his second punch comes up otherwise it hits you and then it basically knocks you out oh, one it's punch. a massive middle finger because you know what's coming you're like no 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 wow yeah done. it um now I'll be, like i i'm embarrassed to say this uh i never even got to mike tyson on the original punch out me either okay thank you i guarantee you there's people there's people <laughs> listening to this that are swearing at us right now and calling us losers and saying get good you noobs or whatever it is you fucking kids say online and there are people that are like hey you know what it's like they're embarrassed to admit it, but they're like, I've also never gotten to Mike Tyson. Because it was fucking really hard. Oh, yeah. It was really hard. Whereas in this game, uh, there's 16 bad guys. It's four circuits of four. And I really feel like it's not super challenging until Rick and Nick Bruiser. It's hard, but it's beatable. Uh, I call it a con to this game that it isn't that hard. It's not. No, it isn't. Like, like in NES Pancho, like vodka or soda pop in oh. there. I mean, that's where I got stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure I could have went further if I kept playing, but it's just, I don't have time to. Soda Popinski <laughs> can suck my ass. I fucking hate him so much. Whereas in this one, um, you're right. Like the, I mean, the, the minor circuit, you can bomb through like with your eyes closed. It's a fucking piece of cake. And then the major circuit's really not too hard either. And then the world circuit, the first guy I get stuck on at all is Super Macho Man. Yeah. And he's the 12th boss in there, the 12th fight in the game. He's the champ of the... Because in every circuit, you go from like the third contender to the second contender, the first contender, and then you fight the champ. Hell yeah. And uh, Super Macho Man is the one that gave me fits as a kid. And uh, even as an adult, I, I I get this dude. I was playing it like a couple of weeks ago, getting ready for this podcast, and I get to that fight, and then the announcer guy is like super macho man, and I get that feeling like I have to poop because I get nervous because I'm like, I oh, you fucking ruined my childhood. Like the amount of times that motherfucker got me grounded as a kid because I would game rage fighting him. Um, but you're right, it's not it's not a very difficult game. It's it's, no. and I think a big part of that is uh i think that the because it's gorgeous it's a gorgeous fucking game like obviously the graphics can be better than the nes because it's a more powerful console but like it 
Like the jump from Mario Brothers to Super Mario World isn't as substantial as the jump from Punch Out to Super Punch Out. Yeah. Agreed? Like, oh, yeah. Is that like just the animations me? and all the enemy, like, and all your opponents are just phenomenal. Yeah, They're like, so big and sh- cell shaded and gorgeous. Um, and I think a big thing that makes it easier is your opponents are so huge. The tells that they give before they throw their punches are much easier to read yeah. because they're so big and easy to see, uh, like so easy. And I really think that makes a big difference. So, cause you're right. It's, it's a really fucked up game because it's, there's 11 really easy fights and then macho man is a little tough, right? I mean, I'm not alone yeah. in saying that he's a little tough. Then you go to the special circuit and the first guy's Narcus Prince. The guy you can't he's punch really in the face. Hard. He's not that hard. And, but, oh, I, fuck, when you punch him in the face. Oh. That is the most saddest. <laughs> he does. So, like, okay, we'll go through all the boxers in a minute because I, I want to give each yeah, of them yeah. their due because they're all great. But then you fight uh, Han Corlo, I think his name is, the old guy. He's slightly tough, but he's okay. Once you once you yeah, figure out his pattern, though, it's just a bunch of blocking and then knock him out. Yeah, agreed. And then you get to the fucking Bruiser Brothers. But maybe that's why they are hard, though, the Bruiser Brothers, is because they don't have tells. That's, that has to be it. That's it. They don't have fucking tells and they are so hard uh i've oh i fuck me like they're like and they're like they're like mike tyson like i've read that when you fight mike tyson in the original punch out your best bet is to actually look at the crowd there's a cameraman or something yeah and that's your tell which is fucking insane whereas rick and nick they just it's like a a quarter of a second yeah the minute they stop moving around you've got to dodge and you have to dodge the right way yeah you gotta figure out which pattern he's launching into that's it and 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 their punches take so much fucking health whereas your punches barely sliver their fucking health and they're erratic too like it's not like it's just gonna be three jabs it's like jab cross body blow jab yeah jab, like it's gonna... it's it's muscle memory you have yeah. to fight them over and over till you know they're like okay this combo it's I've got a block low, dodge left, duck, block high. Like it's if you fucking <laughs> but it's so satisfying when you oh, do yeah. it. Cause then you're open to start teeing off on them, right? Um okay, so the I, I love the graphics. I love the little cue cards before each guy, which I know they did in the original punch out as well. But like each each guy comes up with this big beautiful screen that shows their record and their ranking and stuff like that. And if you've never read the instruction book, there's this cool thing because everyone's got their records with their wins and losses. Rick Bruiser is like forty one and one, Nick is forty two and zero. And they explain in the instruction book that they uh, they fought each other. Yeah. And Nick won. And that's why that's the only loss that Rick has. Um, I love that. Then you get into the fight. I love that the commentator or the announcer actually says all their names. Because at the time, that was really cool. Because yeah. not a lot of games. All we had was, it's the past from Blades of Steel. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they were actually announcing their names. And then you get into these big fucking gorgeous sprites that come up and fight you. Um I, I, I just I think it looks phenomenal. Oh yeah, graphics um, wise, it it wins. Easy, yeah, hands down. I find the controls incredibly satisfying too. Like I feel like every punch you land, it really feels like you fucking caught him with a punch. Yeah, right, right. Well, and I like the special punch in this game way better than the first game too. That boom, boom, boom. Like this one, it actually you can aim it. You can. Me too. Yeah. So in the original uh, Mike Tyson's punch out, you have like stamina. And you had to hit the guy at the right. You had to catch them in like a counter, like a yeah. like a counter punch to get a star. And then if they hit you, you lost your star, which made it. That's another reason it's probably so much harder. Whereas in this one, you've got like an a power meter at the bottom that fills up as you land punches and goes down as you get hit. And once it's filled up, you have infinite super punches yeah. until you get clocked. And like you said, you can aim them high, low, left, right, or you can double tap A. And just tee off with the rapid punch, which I never really used, but I thought was really a cool thing, too. Uh, Landing those super punches, 
dude, when you dodge an attack from someone and then you go like one, two, three in the stomach and then in the face, (laughs) that feels so good. Like I can feel it in the controller when I land those fucking punches. Ah, yes. Um, (laughs) So you're right. Yeah, I love that. The one criticism I've got is that it's only one round. Yeah, it's... Like you have three minutes. There's really not a whole lot of longevity to the game, though. No, there's like not. Once you've mastered all the fighters, it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, if you're good, you a half hour really. Yeah, you can like so each guy shows like the ten best times uh, that you've used that you've beaten them in. And I had a file when I was a kid on my hard copy where I had beat all sixteen guys under a minute. And uh, so like if that's the case, you could beat this whole game in twenty minutes. Yeah, if you wanted to. And you're right. It's very frustrating in a way that there's just not a lot of... If you, as a kid, if you'd spent 80 bucks on that, you'd be like, well, that's it? Maybe play it once a year, but like you say, it's that's an expensive... Fucking right it game, is. Yeah. It's like, it's my comfort food now. Yeah. But yeah, like it's 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 quick. Um, but and that's my big problem with it is like, maybe it would be cool if there was like a hard mode. Yeah, like or, it'd be cool to see some of the fighters mix it. Because that was kind of the cool thing about the NES punch is that... Sure, you knock out Don Flamenco, but he comes back as a competent fighter. Same yeah. with Kristen Honda and yeah. all those guys. So. Yeah, it would have been cool if, like, once you beat the 16 modes, maybe, or the 16 fighters, maybe there's, like, another 16 where they're harder or something yeah. like that. Because they, they're just, they're easy. And they're really quick. It's one round. That was the thing in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, I think it was three rounds. Yeah. And at the end of three rounds, they'd score it. Yeah. Whereas in this one, you have you have three minutes. And if you don't beat them in three minutes, there's not even a game decision. You just fucking lose. And that, if I... It's biggest black eye by far. I don't think I've ever went to a decision in Super Punch Out though. Or right. knocked him out or got knocked out. Yeah, same thing. I never, I never made I it never to a decision. Time up, game over, uh, so. And I wish it was easier to knock guys out, yeah. like because there's not too many that you can put down for ten. No. There's a couple, uh, and I really wish that you could put them all down for ten. Like it'd be I, so cool if there was a right way. I think after the first two circuits, I don't think there's anyone you can do in a. No, I don't think. I think you're right, and that sucks. Like there should be a way that you could fucking knock them all out in 10 minutes that'd be so much better oh yeah then the other problem is it's not little mac is it it's, well if it is it's not like it's it, like a reanimated it's yeah not him, or not I, the ones they have in like smash now or anything so yeah like, and i hate that like why doesn't he look like yeah he should look like fucking i don't know he should look like fucking he looks like mac now yeah he's just a generic <laughs> mac but i will say they do a great job even with him the graphics like the way he's see-through like that yeah i read that that was the original plan with punch out they wanted him to be like a see-through guy that's what it was in the arcades wasn't that's it? right yeah yeah but on the nes they just couldn't make right. it work whereas in this one he's not only see-through like a grid like he was in the arcade games but like it's you can see like the back the muscles yeah, yeah and it's it's not distracting at all it fucking is really cool um i also like the varied attacks that some of the bad guys have. Because in the instruction book, it says that there's no rules. That's, that's, I'm a purist. I want to see them box. I don't want to see Mad Clown throw his rubber balls at me. Ah, I love it. Like, well, okay, the clown, that's the weakest one. But I like that, like, the old man has his cane and the, the kickboxer can jump from rope to rope and kick you in the face. And the masked muscle would spit in your eye. And then you couldn't, <laughs> I fucking loved that. Cause he's a, he's a, he's a Lucha Libre wrestler and I love heel wrestlers. And this dude could spit in your eye and then you couldn't see. And then he would be able to tee off on you for a minute. That's really ingenious. I thought. I don't know. I like them when they're boxers. Yeah. I just, this one got a little too gimmicky. It's very gimmicky. Um, but even with some of the boxers, I love that the, I love how they have the corner man yelling stuff. Yeah. And you can read that and, and catch like, like he'd yell at like, like 
fucking piston hurricane hit him with the rush. Yeah. And then you knew his rush was coming and you could catch him in the gut and knock him out. Or like or fucking oh, super macho man. Well, which exercise program? A B C. Yeah. And to this day, I know that like A is duck high, B is or blo- A is duck. B is block low, C is the uppercuts. Yeah. Like, but you, you got to know. And then when you see him yelling at you, like you got three seconds or so to fucking get ready. You that know? doesn't matter because he's just going to windmill you anyway. Oh, that fucking, <laughs> it makes this like, and then he like swings around. Yeah. And dude, he like, sometimes he does like once. Sometimes he does it like 10 times. Oh yeah, you're just like eight, nine. I'm oh. good. Wow. And you're yeah, just you're duck, dead, duck, yeah. duck. And if you duck too <laughs> soon or too late, oh, fuck right off. Um, okay, so just quickly to run through the characters. There's Gabby J., who yeah. is a hero? Uh, he, I don't think they ever explained if he's related to Glass Joe or not. Uh, yeah, I've never heard anything like that. But I love Gabby J and the way he goes, yay. yay! And then he comes up and he's just like this little old man. Uh, so there's Gabby J, and then it goes to Bear Hugger. I like Bear Hugger was funny. I, I love him, and he's the Canadian, and he's like he's like the spoof of King Hippo, right? He's the same thing, the big fat guy. You can't punch him in the stomach, yeah, but then in when the stomach he sticks his tongue out at you. And makes yeah. It- but like then, but noise. but you can catch him in the stomach. Yeah, I've seen playthroughs. That's how people speed right yeah. through him. Yeah, it's when he does the like he does this thing where he like tries to tap you on the shoulder with his glove and he does like a he goes like Wr-r-r-r-r. and when he does that, if you punch him in the stomach, hmm. then he gets like stunned and then you can fucking tee off on him and it's so fucking satisfying. <laughs> he makes the best noises too. He just when he does rap the punch, oh oh oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love that he's the Canadian in the game. Yeah. I was like, that's our representative. Is this huge fat bald hillbilly from fucking Saskatoon? Yeah, he's like he's from Salmon Arm, BC or something. Like yeah, that, I think. yeah, he is. Some weird, yeah. No way that guy's from fucking BC. That. <laughs> That's a fucking, that's a Manitoba boy that's fucking racist, right there. Period. He is racist, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Not that it's Mike Tyson's Punch-Out's fault because it was different, but, like, I don't find the characters nearly as stereotype in this uh, one. There's a few, but it's not as bad as it was in Mike Tyson's no, Punch-Out. No, that's, that's true. But, like, there's a, okay, so then there's Piston Hurricane. Uh, he's just like the... Honestly, I thought he was easier than Gabby J. He is. He's so easy. And if you know to catch him in the stomach when he goes for his yeah. rush, it's over in like 10 seconds. Um, And then there's Bald Bull. Or no, uh, is it Bald Bull? Yeah, he's your... Yeah, he's the first boss. Uh, He's a fucking staple of the franchise, right? Like he's... You know the bull rush is coming. It's, that bull rush can be hard to catch him on. Because he'll do a short one every now and then or he... Yep, he'll fake you out. But yeah. like, but when you catch him, same thing. I'm telling you, there's something about the way the punches land in this game. If you can we, catch him with a super punch. Oh, that's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> and then you get to set like 10 seconds of watching him go down and you just, oh, you just feel like a fucking boss. Uh, so that's the that's the minor circuit. They're all pretty easy. You can go 4-0 in that pretty quick. And, like, and do you have to go 4-0 to go to the next circuit or what? do you have to go 4-0 to unlock special circuit? I think I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember. I know to continue. If you get knocked out, you have so many rests. I know you can yeah. keep going. But yeah, I don't know about it. Um, yeah, so I, I know to get to special circuit, you've got to go four and zero in the other that three. Makes sense. Uh, okay, so then you get to the 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 super. Was that what it was? What were the fucking circuits? Oh, the minor circuit, the major circuit. You get to the major circuit, and the uh, the first guy in the major circuit was. Uh, Charlie. Oh, yeah, Bob Charlie. This is the one Nintendo owes an apology to yeah. the people of Jamaica. Yeah, Bob Charlie is like, imagine the fucking, who was the, what was the name of the fucking goofy guy in Cool Runnings? Oh, Sanka. Sanka. If Sanka was a boxer, that's Bob Charlie. And it is so over the top, fucking, the way he dances, like, time to dance, man, or whatever the fuck it is. But he's easy to beat, too. Cause man, his, his coach yells at him to shuck and chive. Shuck and chive. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That one, I forgot about old Bob Charlie. That one is a little bit, 
Yeah, I don't know if we can do that. Even uh, if you knock him out and then he gets up and does the count, like he'll even even a spin move where he falls back down is like Oh yeah. Over the th- that I fucking know, oh, that spin move is so stupid where he backs up into the corner and does this like huge hurricane punch and it's so easy to dodge. <laughs> like, oh man. But then even if you knock him down and they're doing the count, sometimes he gets up and does this like little spin and makes his noise and falls back down. Yeah, again. yeah. Oh man. Oh dude, yeah, fuck yeah. I forgot all about fucking Bob Charlie. I, he was one of my favorites when I was a kid. Because <laughs> I had no idea that this was a little bit of a stereotype and then i was like oh yeah this is fucking yeah this is a stereotype uh oh yeah and then so to, to follow up on bob charlie next is dragon chan who is clearly like a bruce lee spoof uh but i like dragon chan because he throws that, yeah. his kicks yeah and, and those kicks to me he's the first one that presents any minimal challenge oh yeah like because the first playthrough actually Actually, I think the best way to play this game is your first playthrough. Well, I guess just like the other ones. Oh, but. dude, yeah. To not know what's coming yeah. would make it so much more fun. Uh, but Dragon Chan's like a kickboxer. He can jump from rope to rope and kick at you and stuff. It's pretty cool. Then there's Mass Muscle, who's my favorite, the Lucha Libre wrestler, who's just dirty <laughs> as fuck. His corner man yells, spit in his eye. Like, just blatantly. And he, and he does. And if he spits in your eye, then you can't see. He goes all blurry. I don't and think then you he, can punch, can you? I don't like, think you, you can, no. And off. you just have to dodge till it wears off. Yeah. Well, and the it, funniest thing with him is that if he knocks you out and you fight him again, he said, and his his story box says, me cheating? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> just a classic bad guy wrestler. Uh, and then the champ of the major circuits, Mr. Sandman, who is from other punch-outs, big, angry, vicious-looking black man. And honestly, he's my favorite opponent in any punch-out game. Mr. Sandman? He's fun to fight, and when you knock him out, it just feels good, because it looks like he's the guy who would steal your parking spot. He looks credible. Your own house. Yeah, he looks like a fucking badass, yeah. <laughs> if it, is he... Oh, no, is Mr. Dream replaced uh, Mike Tyson yeah. once his soul? I don't think that's the same as Mr. Sandman. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, he, he looks... To me, he's the most intimidating-looking of those first eight. He's just fucking huge. Looks off. And looks mad, and yeah, he's, but he's not really that hard, though. Not really. Yeah, uh, yeah, like he's he's a straight up boxer, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, with not really much to tell on him. So yeah. So then you get to the world circuit, and the first one is Aaron Ryan, who's like a good old. He's like Seamus. Yeah. Good old boy from Ireland who just likes to fight. Uh, he's not really that hard to beat. No, if you can time your super punch, it takes a ton of his energy. Yeah. And then when he grabs you, just hit him again. But he's the first one that yeah. Oh, he does that fucking grab. You super punch him, and he like bends over like he's having like an asthma attack. And then as long as you can catch him before he grabs you, you're fine. Because if he grabs you, he like clinches you, but he gets a bunch of his health back. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's frustrating. And then there's Heiki Kigero, who like, as a child, I was like, is this a woman? Yeah. But like, he has a man's body, but his face looks like a woman's. And I'm not sure what they were trying to do I think with he was this. a Japanese act, like a play actor or something like that. Maybe, or yeah. Something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but Heiki... His mannerisms were always kind of... I can't remember what his opening block was like, but it was... Yeah, it was a little bit off. Yeah, little, like just yeah. awkward, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. But Heiki has... Uh, he attacks with his hair, uh, which is easy to dodge. Dodge left, duck down. But then he also does that thing where he like goes like invisible like a fucking ghost where he's like warping around from the first game yeah yeah and that one like you just keep punching and sometimes you can catch him but if you don't catch him that one can be a bitch to dodge not enough to beat you but uh then there's mad clown your favorite i hate mad Mad (laughs) he's so easy he's just like a blatant ripoff of bear hugger except he's a fat clown and he throws balls at you it was just such a stew yeah he throws balls he's not even a boxer no he he sucks he's easy to beat he sucks then there's my fucking arch nemesis super macho man (laughs) who who's probably the biggest guy of the game like he's jacked and he's he looks great he's a great villain uh beating him is so fucking satisfying but to me he's the first one where there's like 
you may not beat him. Like he may knock you out. Like, I love those animations tough. too. Like he knocks you down. And he just starts model posing. Oh, for you and he, he fucking does the like one knee like Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and he boxes in like a speedo, like <laughs> fucking super macho man. And did you notice when you punch him, his eyes go out? Like his eyes are red. Like shot, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I love that touch. <laughs> Uh, and then you get the special circuit that you unlock and the first one's Narcus Prince who's this like little preppy <laughs> and you can't punch him in the face uh, there's only one punch he does where you can punch him in the stomach and then catch him in the face but then once you catch him in the face he backs off and he just he backs away he's just goes full tilt on and, and then just snaps and then he's so much easier to fight he's easy to dodge and then you can punch him in the face as much as you want and like anyone that's ever fought Narcus Prince, you go for the knockout by hitting him in the face. Like you have to. It feels so good. Right? This knockout sound when you hit him to knock him out is so funny. It's, yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he falls down, and he just looks like the spoiled rich kid. And when he gets up, he shakes off his anger, and he goes back to being chill. And yeah, do it again, going but... cool again. Yeah. Then you fight Horcrux. Actually, no, he's Orange Cassidy. Totally. Fuck yes. Totally Orange <laughs> Cassidy. Uh, like if, if like if, if Orange Cassidy and Martin Prince from The Simpsons had a kid, <laughs> that's him. Uh, then there's Hoy Corlo, who's the old man, who I love that fight. He's got the cane, uh, and that cane can be a fucking bitch to dodge, man. That's fast. It fucking right, it is. And he does he does like this one thing where he goes like it's like yeah, and then knock him out a couple times, right? Yeah, he, and then he throws it like high, low, low, high, and you got to read it and dodge and. He's, he's beatable, but I just I really enjoyed the fight with him. It was it's, hard when they first fought him too, because if you hit him, he'd go to the right side of the screen. You'd have to hit him with the right punch. That's right. Keep your combo going. That's right. Start over again. Oh man, and he has like cool dodges where he like does the splits, and he like wrestles, he boxes you like in a kimono, and you swing at him, and he just does like a sideways split, and then comes back up. I was like, dude, he's fucking. Who's what's the name of the? I never watched the Karate Kid movies. Everyone yells at me when I say that. But he reminds me of the old guy. From, Miyagi? Yeah, yeah. That's what he reminds me of from the Karate Kid movies. And then there's Rick Bruiser and Nick Bruiser. And those two, there's just they're just these two huge bald guys that look the same. And their punches, half of them fucking, dude, Nick has this fucking attack where it's impossible to dodge it. You have to block it. And while you're blocking it, it still hurts you. Yeah, it's high, low, high, low, right? Yeah. But like if you're down to like a third of your health or left when he when he makes the like noise, yeah. you're going down. Because I uh, unless there's a way I don't know of. I started throwing punches and I caught him once. Maybe that's what that's you have to I, fucking do. Because I interrupted that rhythm there. And- Ugh. That's so frustrating. Oh, dude. And he Nick has this great thing where if you catch him with a quick punch, like that would get you a star in Mike Tyson's punch out. He does this like oversell. Where he like leans back and then he just comes flying back with a haymaker and you oh, need yeah. to know it's coming and duck because it takes away like a quarter of your health every time he hits you. Both of those assholes could disable your punches. Yeah. yeah that's right. They like hit your hand and yeah. then your one hand doesn't work. So then even if you dodge one of their attacks and you catch them once, then they shift to the other side and then you can't counter punch because your arm is stuck. And I think it's Nick does both. I think Rick was only one or the other. But yeah. You could go for like 30 seconds without punching anything because... Your hands are toast. So. They're they're both very satisfying to beat, but they both take some practice. Like they're fucking they're they your your hits your your attacks barely do any damage, and their attacks fuck you up, man. Yeah. Um, Just their combos, like that whole like jab low uppercut. Yeah, yeah. Until you know to dodge in that order, like yeah, they're gonna tag you at least once. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing is like they're like Tyson, like two mistakes and you're fucked. Like you're going down, you know. Um, I wish there was a way to knock them out. Like, ah, oh, it'd be yeah. so sweet to knock them out. Like, if you could, it'd be cool if you could, like, if you could knock them down, finish it with a super punch, knock them down, and not take any damage or something. Like, something if that was that. a way to knock them out. Uh, and then that's it. You beat all 16, you get all your championship belts, and then you can just go through again. 
But what's cool in this one is you can load your save file and you can see your record in the corner and your win loss record and you can see your best time against all 16 and your best score through each right. circuit. And that's where the replayability comes in is it's a very time attack speed run. There's even a time attack mode. Oh, really? Once you beat them, you can go into time attack mode and just go pick a certain boxer and then just practice against them. Oh, okay. Uh, so I guess that's where the replayability is. Because like as a kid, I'll tell you guys right now, I don't know if this is a very well-known fact or not, but your, your file will max out at 255 and 0. Uh, Cause I was, I was 255 and 0. I had them all beaten under a minute, and my brother would like show that file off to people and be like, "Look at what Adam did!" Like I was so proud of that fucking save file. Um, but there's really, yeah, it's too bad there's not like a hard mode or something. But it was cool because like, the first time I ever played it was on my cousin's Super Nintendo, like, and it was seven files filled, so I took the eighth one, mm-hmm. and it was kind of cool to try to beat buddies at his scores. Oh guess, fuck yeah, and stuff like that. Because those times saves overlap between yeah. each, like, it's not saved to each individual file; it's on the game. Yeah, uh, which is great. So, like, you're right. Three hundred players later, you're still gonna have the top ten. Times Absolutely. Or so that was pretty cool, dude. Like, imagine like this game's on the Super Nintendo online. Uh, it's really too bad that they don't make those online servers like for the times. Yeah. Right. Like it's that's yeah. just a classic example of Nintendo half-assing online. <laughs> like you could have just make these time modes go online where you could compete against the world and stuff like that. But of course not, fucking Nintendo. <laughs> um, game is fucking gorgeous. I think the controls are magnificent. Everything about the controls yeah, feels it's, it's good. Smooth and crisp. There's... So smooth. The punches land perfect. If you get beat, I. I get frustrated at times, but I never feel like it's cheap. Yeah, when it's not it... an unfair. I mean, if you, you learn the patterns, you get good. You yeah. And that's the addictive nature yeah. of the punch-out games is they're, they're basically boxing puzzle games. More like Right? Yeah. It's all about like trial and error and figure out what attacks are coming and then figure out how to dodge them. And uh, I fucking I, I, I adore these games. I desperately want this series to fucking come back. Please. Did like, you ever play the one on the Wii? Very little. Yeah, I mean... Um, I didn't dislike it. I just never really got around to playing yeah. it. Um, having said that, though, like, I would love it. Dude, like, I answered it on the Patreon one. Somebody asked me what game I want DLC for, what retro game. And I said, Super Punch-Out. Like, yeah. give me more circuits. I, I would fucking love, to, love that. I would have loved to have the original Punch-Outs in this one, too. Like, I would love to see a King Hippo on a yeah. skin. Right? Fuck yeah. Or like like Von Kaiser and all those guys. Like, it, not Soda. <laughs> he can go <laughs> to hell. I'm forgiving him. But. Uh, but yeah, why not? Like... Dude, like, why doesn't... Uh, I wish Nintendo would give the license to this to somebody else and just tell them, just take all the punch, the boxers from fucking Punch-Out, all the ones from Super Punch-Out, give them another retro-looking, like, just clean up the graphics from Super Punch-Out and just give us that game again. There is a lot there. Like, I mean, you can make it into an RPG. Like, Yeah. Do some training with Little Mac to buff them up. Fucking and- rights, man. Because that's the one thing, too, is there's really no depth. There's no way to level anything up. Anything like... It's just practice. Yeah. That's all there is. Uh, but, in a, but in that same sense, it's an honest game. It's just if you're good, you'll win. And if you're not, you'll lose. That's and fine. It's fun the whole way through. Fucking right it is. It's replayable. It's fun. It's gorgeous. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It's better than Mike Tyson's punch out. It fucking is. If you don't like it, stop. Well, don't stop listening to the show. Uh, never mind. It's just, it's not. It's not better. Agreed? No. All right. <laughs> uh, you good? You good? You got anything else you want to fucking no, rant about? That's pretty much it. It was fun. It is fun. You got a favorite? Is your favorite bear hugger? No, uh, Super Macho Man was my, or not Super Macho Man, um, Mr. Sam. Oh yeah, you said that, Mr. Sam, man, yeah. It's gotta be Mass Muscle, all the way. And my <laughs> least favorite... Pick the Clown. I mean, I know the most frustrating to me is Super Macho Man. Yeah, it probably is the Clown, eh? He's just too gimmicky. Know. Yeah, like, it was, it wasn't even a boxing match at that point. It's right? Clown being a clown. And with Bear Hugger in it, 
why do you need like why wasn't that King Hippo? Yeah. Why the fuck was instead of a stupid fat clown that throws balls at you and looks like John Wayne Gacy? Why the fuck <laughs> is that's what he looks like? Why the fuck isn't it King Hippo? That would have been so much better. Imagine if that had been like fuck. That would have well, been so put, sick. They put other kick like ball bulls in the game. So was Sandman. So was Mark yeah. Man. So Super much. They didn't go back to the well. No, so. not at all. So where the fuck is King Hippo? That would have been so much better than Gacy. I'm gonna call him Wayne Gacy for the rest of my life now. Um. Okay, so there's 16 boxers. So uh, uh, from 1 to 16, uh, what would you score Super Punch-Out? I'll go to 13. 13? I'm going to go... Uh, oh, th- this is nostalgia. It is, it's pulling at my heartstrings. I'm going to go 15. And, and I would give it 16 if it wasn't for the Super Mario World <laughs> asterisk where nobody else can be perfect. I fucking... This game, along with Super Punch or Super Mario World, is my absolute comfort food. I'll you never get no tired one will of hate it. this game. Nobody will hate this game unless you suck at it. And if you, that's the case, you can just practice and get better. Uh, or you, dude, just literally beating on Gabby J is the most <laughs> fucking satisfying yeah, you, thing. You'll never not beat at least someone. Cause... Yeah, yeah. I don't. The time would probably run out before Gabby J beat you. <laughs> like if you put the like if you put the controller down and walked away, he just doesn't get a win. It's just always a yeah. He's got one, I think. I think yeah, he's one in ninety nine or something. Yeah, I want to know who he beat. Oh, fuck. I think there there is a backstory for him and Glass Joe on who they beat. Oh, I can't man. remember who each one beat. Wanna, okay, sorry guys. I know you're probably like, all right, Adam, that's enough. But now I'm looking up who did Gabby J beat, and then we're gonna and then we'll shut this thing down. Uh, who did who do you like better, Glass Joe or Gabby J? Uh, actually, I like Gabby J better. I think I do too. I know that Glass Joe is glass joe yeah. like i know how i i have a t-shirt with glass joe on it like i know he's glass iconic. Joe looks like he could get a lucky punch in and win a fight though gabby j just looks like he hurt himself yeah he's just like a fucking old on. man look oh he's fucking gross <laughs> he shout oh yeah he shouts come on come he on does that come on come on <laughs> and then he loses well he comes in and just does like a weak swing punch and uh doesn't say <laughs> who he beat oh fuck i want to know who he beat oh his only win was against glass joe Oh, there you go. There you go. Oh, man. So that fucking poor Glass Joe even <laughs> lost to old man Gabby. He's 56, and he's, I love how they made him from Paris. Like, <laughs> well, just, they both are from France, oh, too. fuck. <laughs> like, they just horrible. lead into the cliches <laughs> that way, Nintendo. But, yo, I want you guys to know, this is why we don't have Mother 3, because fucking people <laughs> lead into these things, and then find out they haven't aged well. Uh, but we'll do that on another episode. Thanks for doing this, buddy. Yeah, Good man, episode. And go play Super Punch-Out, you guys. That's going to do it for episode 83 of Remember the Game. Chris, thank you so much for coming over and talking a little bit of Super Punch-Out with me. And to all of you people, thank you so much for listening to the show and indulging my overzealous geekdom, whatever that I have. It, uh, I, I got mixed up with the big words that I wanted to say there. Thank you for listening to my incoherent podcast. That is what I'm trying to say. I love retro games, and I like talking about them, and I like that you guys like listening to me talk about them. That's fucking cool. I will be back next week with episode 84. Uh, thanks again to all the Patreons. Uh, again, patreon.com slash game. two bucks a month. You can get a whole bunch of stuff. Prize job will be going live, if not this afternoon, then Thursday morning. So congratulations to whoever ends up winning that. And uh, I'll talk to you guys again in a week. Go play some video games, and I'll see you later. Cheers. <laughs>